0: hello everybody welcome back to another episode of a few goodmen where we talk about the movies of john goodman this week we're reviewing princess and the frog dana uh, what's your initial take on this movie
1: so i i had never seen this movie and i am disappointed in myself um because i think that this might i it would have to take me a long time of thinking to think of uh when the last time I saw a Disney movie, I enjoyed this much for the first time.
0: Oh, yeah. This is this is such an underrated movie. I absolutely love this movie.
1: Like, for me, I would put this movie up there with, like, non-Disney animated movies like the works of Don Bluth, who I am a huge fan of. Um, I like Don Bluth. I wouldn't put him up there with Disney, though. I I put him way above Disney, personally. But that's that's, like I say... Really? You
0: put, like, The Land Before Time over, like, Beauty and the Beast?
1: Oh, Beauty and the Beast isn't even one of my favorite Disney movies. Um, but, yeah, I, I I put Land Before, the Time, Land Before Time above um, almost every Disney movie. Oh,
0: yep. you're crazy. You're crazy.
1: For, the only, for me, the only competition when it comes to Don Bluth movies is typically um, from this particular era of Disney with, like, a robin hood and jungle book like that like the 60s 70s era and then see
0: i find that like i thought that that was like the weakest era of disney that's when like stuff
1: like the The adventurers oh like
0: that's actually when fox and the hound came out who which was uh i think don bluth was one of the lead animators on that
1: yeah, yeah, Don Bluth left in like the early 80s to start his own stuff because he um wanted to keep on the like the old school like hand drawn way. Like so like I think like Don Bluth movies have like four animators. That's why they take, you know, so long and they're relatively short, but
0: And while we're you're... talking about that, Princess and the Frog is actually the last Disney movie that was traditionally
1: animated. Exactly. So that's the thing. Is that like um like I know like for me there's only one uh, computer animated Disney movie that I would use the word love to describe. Um actually no, that's not true because I um I, I get I get all the studios mixed up, but I, I love Coco. Wally?
0: Oh Coco is great.
1: Coco that... is the I, I enjoy WALLY. I like Wally. Um I also really like the Toy Story movies. Um but yeah this uh this for me um is like one line away from being a perfect like children's animated movie but we'll get to that
0: oh we'll get to that yeah you know that this is going to be the new splash mountain this movie
1: yes yes we talked about that last week i Um, think
0: that's i think that's because like the comparisons between song in the south and this movie are inevitable
1: (laughs) um yeah we've got jim cummings playing like a uh a real almost like cliche at this point of a of a firefly like a like a like a cajun um, yeah.
0: <laughs> and jim you know what i thought the jim cummings character was really weak in this movie like, like that if i have to find like a weakness in this movie it's that character it doesn't do much for me
1: oh yeah to, to take it back to old school um I can't think of the, his name right now. I could probably look it up, but there's this there's another character actor who plays basically the exact same character, different animal but same character in the first rescuers movie who I think is just a better job like Jim Cummings is basically doing um you know he he's he's just trying to fit in however, to give Jim Cummings his due he doesn't sound like what we kind of expect him to sound when we hear the name, you know, Jim Cummings is going to be involved. Um,
0: well, but Jim Cummings, like one of the, like one of the most prolific Disney voice actors at the moment.
1: He's also like Winnie the Pooh and Tigger. And yeah. And, and he was caught in the jungle book too which makes sense because like the original call Win- was played by the original Winnie the Pooh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was just Winnie. It was just the Winnie the Pooh voice.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, you just know what,
0: a little more
1: speaking of a voice actor. though, um, I, I actually think that Oprah Winfrey did a really good job.
0: I think she was solid in this movie
1: because like she didn't stand out as being Oprah Winfrey. Um, Maybe I don't know. She's just
0: a character, yeah. And she was a good,
1: she was a good character too.
0: Yeah, it wasn't one of those like, ooh, like they would have marketed that Oprah Winfrey was involved in this, and like people would have gone for Oprah Winfrey, much like in Was it Bridge to Terabithia that she was in? No, what was that other uh, Madeline Engel movie that we she was in?
1: Oh, Uh, oh. Yeah, Wrinkle in Time, which is basically the o- I think the only movie Oprah Winfrey's ever been in that has ha- had like poor reviews. Um, she's usually unbelievably selective about her uh, about her work, and like gets. I think she's been nominated for an Academy Award um, for The
0: Color Purple, I think.
1: Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so this movie is you know it's a very like you know if you've seen enough Disney movies. You you know the beats of this movie, um, so you know, like you know it's nothing groundbreaking when it comes to that. There's a, uh, you know, there's one character who has a wish, and then they find out that that wish isn't you know the be all end all. But then they still end up achieving that wish and the new wish, and everyone lives happily ever after.
0: They Except... uh, they, they stick to the formula, but they nail it in this. movie. Oh, like hundred percent. You see the value of the formula in this movie.
1: Yeah, and so, and the other thing is that th- what's unique about this movie is that after whatever, like, 70-something years, um, it's, like, the first Disney animated movie with, like, black main characters. Um, yeah. And also, spoiler alert, uh, the first black princess. Even though they, she's advertised as, like, the first black princess, it is, <laughs> she's only a black princess for maybe, like, what, two minutes?
0: Yeah, she's, like, technically a princess by the end of the movie. Like, she's... Well,
1: she marries She's a prince.
0: Not... Yeah. But then, to be fair, then Belle's not really a princess until the end either. Oh,
1: yeah. Exactly. Um, the only real true Disney princesses, if we go, like, are they princesses the entire movie, is, like, Ariel, um, Aurora. Uh... <sighs> Who else?
0: Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, d- 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 Snow White, maybe?
1: Uh, no. Well, oh, actually... It was is she is her family is her family royalty is that why she I passed out her. i haven't seen that movie in many years actually Me um oh i the main thing i remember about that movie is um there's a hunter who kills a deer and there's seven little dudes who hang out with her and then she gets kissed while she's sleeping
0: i think you're i think you're mixing up a lot of movies there no
1: i'm not um the wicked... That's
0: Bambi and Sleeping Beauty. Oh wait, no! A kid, a, a dude kisses a, a dead girl in this one as well. Oh my god! Why was that a trope?
1: And also, Mark, the wicked, um, the that wicked not wicked, She's not a witch, but you know the uh, the who's the fairest of them all? Whatever her name is, um, Maleficent. No, that's Sleeping. That's um, that's uh, not Sleeping Beauty. Anyway, that who's the fairest of them all? Whatever and it's, it's snow white she sends a hunter to kill snow white because she finds that she's sleeping with the she's staying at the seven dwarves the hunter sees snow white oh yeah and, and they, then
0: like has it, like brings him back like a pig's heart or yeah,
1: something yeah yeah um it's like cuz he's like stunned by her beauty so he he can't kill her so he kills an animal instead yeah also <laughs> um
0: kids movies are
1: fucked up yeah, well, they're all based like particularly old Disney movies. They're based off of old folk stories and such. Like they're not a
0: lot of like Hans Christian Andersen and shit like that.
1: And, and yeah, so like none of them are typically original stories. Yeah, like Hans Christian Andersen. That's a uh, Little Mermaid. Um, except the original one is so much more brutal towards um, the Little Mermaid. She gets her, I think she gets her feet cut off, um, or her legs sewn together. Or, I don't know. There, it's all. It's all kind of very brutal if they made it, like, accurately. But, Mark, speaking of voice actors, are you familiar with much of this cast? Because I Um, must admit that I wasn't. I mean,
0: John Goodman, obviously. Of course, John
1: Goodman, who plays um, Big Daddy. uh, He
0: plays, like, a classic southern gentleman with money. I think he's charming in this movie.
1: Oh, totally. He is used perfectly. Um, I don't understand why he, like if I met John Goodman and I could ask him one question, my question would be why does he keep on playing people from New Orleans um
0: when he's not from New Orleans he could just do the voice really well
1: yeah like like that became like the like a John Goodman trope for some reason <laughs> because even characters that don't necessarily need to be from there like in um Evan Almighty. Um, he's kind of got that Southern drawl because it's just, it, it, it works so well with him. Um, yeah. Uh, The other actor that I was familiar with was Keith David, who is amazing in this movie. Who, who is he? He is, um, the shadow man. Uh, I know, I know he's the shadow man, but like, who is Keith David? Um, the number one thing that I know him from, I will be honest, is he is in one of the seasons of, um, Community.
0: Oh, okay. He, Who's he?
1: He plays uh, like the I, you know, like so the dean buys a virtual reality machine and wastes a bunch of money, and then they end up getting uh the inventor to give him back his money. He plays the inventor, and then he ends up enrolling in the school, and he's in he's one of the students for one of the seasons. And okay, it's, it's
0: but he's fantastic, like fantastic in this. Movie. What a cool character the, is the shadow. The, Man the one of the
1: things the he's film. really known for is his voice, and his voice oh, his voice is so good uh, it's so it's silk
0: it's chocolate it's whatever like just whatever makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside is this dude's voice
1: yeah and i oh, just i the, the the delivery of it he is what instantly one of my favorite disney villains um because he is just like he doesn't fall into the trope that a lot of Disney villains are, where they're coded gay or slightly infeminate to kind of make them other, which is this weird thing that Disney does a lot. Um,
0: I've never noticed that, but now that I think about it a little bit, yeah,
1: see like Pocahontas, um, Aladdin, uh, the Lion King, uh, etc. Like, why does Scar have a different accent to his brother because of this trope? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I never thought about that but that makes sense but no
1: instead of making because i mean like come on they could have done that he's wearing a crop top in the first scene you see him um but i bet most people don't even realize that because his voice is the thing they pay attention to
0: <laughs> but also like they animated this character so wonderfully
1: oh, like the shadows like those were such that was such like, a cool have, element
0: shadow moved independently of him yes and it represents like and so you could like i I love the scene where spoilers at the very end the demons grab him and are dragging him to hell which is really just the darkest (laughs) death of the demon on screen i think i've ever seen but they're dragging him to hell and you see the shadow of like one of these demons grab his shadow and pull him and that's how you it indicates that he's being dragged and it's just so well done there's also
1: this this moment where um his shadow like ducks down and like so that so he so he's he's um, pro- he's like approaching somebody and that person's backing up and then his shadow like ducks underneath the guy to trip him up oh it's so cool <laughs> but yeah
0: it's it's really interesting like it's so visually it's so interesting and you're right I can't like I'm hard pressed to think of a better Disney film
1: and look the thing is is, it's also one of the most brutal um, endings of a villain because like as you mentioned not only he doesn't just die he is like he he doesn't die physically like he doesn't just die physically he also dies spiritually uh, (laughs) which is not a common thing except for maybe like Ursula who knows what happens to Ursula uh, when she's She was a banished
0: to the deep sea beast.
1: <laughs> Go listen to our episode on Half a Star podcast if you want to hear that full story and the context. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, when she's like rammed with that ship. But yeah, I you know what I'm I, I'm I'm looking up, I'm looking up Anna, Annika Roni Rose or no no Annika Noni Rose. Uh, see,
0: oh, she's the she's the she's uh uh, d- 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 uh main character yeah. um kiana know, what's her name again kiana kiana
1: yes. yeah kiana S- 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 yeah. and um she's been in stuff that i've heard the, of. You know,
0: originally the, was, the originally the character was supposed to be named maddie but after like disney came and she was supposed to be a chambermaid and apparently like when disney put out that information there was a lot of backlash because maddie Was considered really close to "mammy," Mm. which is a bit of a slur. It was like, "Oh, another black chambermaid." Great. Yeah, totally. So they changed chambermaid to a waitress.
1: Yeah, and um.
0: It's the real difference between this and Song of the South, because when they put out Song of the South, like the information about Song of the (laughs) South, everyone is like, this is going to be a really racist movie. And Disney's reaction was like, all right, we're going to hire some Jewish writers. Did did
1: people actually think the movie was going to be racist when they came out? or, Or were people just racist enough not to care?
0: I mean, okay. People who it would affect thought it was going to be racist. Most people didn't. Care. Because
1: didn't that movie come out when like, you know, there was like separate bathrooms and separate water fountains and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Wasn't that wasn't it happening all at the same time? Yeah. Like the actor who plays the main black guy um, was nominated for an Academy Award, but he wasn't allowed in the same entrance. Um.
0: And the woman who plays like the lead in that movie had won an Academy Award the year before and wasn't allowed to accept it. Yeah,
1: and then also like the same kind of thing as like Sammy Davis Jr., you know, member of the Rat Pack, wasn't allowed in the same entrance as like Frank Sinatra and all that kind of such. Um Yeah, it's it's
0: So most people saw Song of the South as like progressive, whereas like <laughs> Again, anybody who would affect would be like, "That's not how we want to be represented." Yeah. Though, like, because all of the stakes was around this uh, little white boy, and like all, and like nobody cared about what happened to the main dude. It was all about this little, like all, like the whole point of the main character was to, to be in service of this little. Yeah, white yeah.
1: Boy. Um. Oh, yeah. Like, you know what? There's so much stuff going on in the last like five years of like Hollywood that was done under the umbrella of being you know uh, progressive that is like is already you know let alone you know five ten or so years from now going to be, is just being seen as just really empty and uh...
0: just like yeah just I there's a television show on Netflix that I watched in the fall called Hollywood. And it starts out with a really interesting premise. And then by the end of it, you're like, this is the like a most anticlimactic ending. Just like over the top, pandering, pat on the back. Look at us. We're doing a great job. Bullshit.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> it, it is kind of interesting, to, at least to me, how um, Hollywood – in general, has like real selective memory. Uh, like it really picks and chooses the things it, it apologizes for, and the things it just kind of brushes under uh, under the rug, and, and hopes that people eventually forget. You know, you know, such as like a breakfast at Tiff- breakfast at Tiffany's.
0: <laughs> I've actually never seen Breakfast at Tiffany's. What's well,
1: I've, I haven't seen it either, but I do know that Mickey Rooney plays like an Asian man and does like a really like I've seen. <laughs> oh my god! What? And does like, and does Why? like the, the you remember you know like the racist accent that you would find in like old Disney cartoons and such. Um, yeah, he does yeah. that. He's got buck teeth, and it's oh, <laughs> oh
0: my god, yeah, what? yeah,
1: um, yeah, it's like it's not, but also we we live in an era where like um both Scarlett uh, Johansson and. Oh shoot, what's her name? Uh she was in um she was in Super Bad. Uh
0: oh, I know who you're talking about. Emma, Emma... Stone
1: have both played Stone? Asian people. Um so yeah.
0: Well, and so is Alison Bree in like one of my favorite television shows of all Yeah. Time. It, it
1: would have been so easy for that character not to be um Korean. No, not Korean, Vietnamese. Um
0: yeah, like it didn't really like change the character much, but like it was unfortunate that like that character, like it, Alison Bree was voicing a Vietnamese. Yeah. Character. And when
1: and I I accurately predicted the reason why, because like they gave a reason why. And like just think like the 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 Holly, you know, showbiz logic of what when season one came out, because somehow in the last like seven years a lot of people have learned and progressed at least a little bit, but the whole like, well, you know, so-and-so is not actually a dog and so-and-so is not actually uh, you know, a, a cat, so like, why do they have to be? You know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
0: But you know what? I understand the logic of that, but it's a it's
1: lot. We've talked about this sure. in like a previous like episode, but I'm just going to briefly mention it that I am fascinated by how like Phil Lamar gets away with it. Um, I think uh, I think that's his name, right? Uh, who is in like Mad TV and he plays um, Hermes Conrad? Is it Phil Lamar? Is that his name? Yeah, but that's how Phil he Lamar. like one of his most famous characters is he plays the main guy from um, Samurai Jack. Um, one of his most famous characters is an, is a, is playing an Asian character.
0: Uh, I think people are a bit less. Because Phil Lamar is a black man, I think people are a little bit less Oh, yeah. That's uh, that's
1: the thing I find fascinating. To...
0: They feel less it feels less like a minority is getting a job taken away by like, Yeah, it's people.
1: just a minority is getting a job taken away by a famous person.
0: And I think like the most classic example of that was Apu, who again, a fantastic character. I I love those early seasons of The Simpsons i am a huge fan of apu as a character but i understand how fru- like it must be so frustrating that the only indian representation on tv in the 90s was voiced by a white man and was a bit of a caricature of the. yeah uh, also the his
1: character was based off of a person who was in brownface um Because his impersonation was based off Peter Sellers' impersonation when Peter Sellers played an Indian person in, um, shoot that what's that movie called? But it's it's like everybody's it's like this movie where everybody's coming to this dinner, um, it's like the invitation or something like that. Anyway, like that that voice that he's doing is not actually based off of an Indian like a specific Indian person. It's based off of an impersonation that a different white person did. It's very much the same how like so many people's Jerry Seinfeld impersonation isn't impersonating Jerry Seinfeld. It's impersonating Seth, um, McFarlane impersonating Jerry Seinfeld.
0: What's the deal? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that voice.
1: But anyway, we're, we're, we're we're getting a little bit away from the actual wonderful movie, um, in which no white people play black people. (laughs) Um, Everybody's playing the. I think actually, I don't really know anything about Bruno Campbell's, um, or even what the ethnicity of his character is supposed to be. Uh,
0: you know what? Me neither, because it says that he's French, but that's yeah, really all we know. Uh, but
1: yeah, he it's a, it's a really interesting French accent.
0: And that that actually was the <laughs> that actually was a controversy about this too. Because there is this French dude, and he turns into and a. And also,
1: the actor is Brazilian.
0: Yeah, so who knows? <laughs> Fucking who knows at this? point?
1: Yeah, he's this. So, so to cut back to the plot, he's this prince who has been cut off from his funds, and um, you begin the whole movie with these two kids, um, the little, the little girl, um, Tiana. And uh, what's her name? The uh, I don't know. The yeah, rich white so the rich white girl who is um, Big Daddy's daughter, Charlotte. And they're yes. being told they're being told this story by um, Tiana's mom, who is a seamstress, um, who's hired by Big Daddy to just make um, princess dresses for Charlotte because Charlotte's big dream is to become a princess to marry a prince. And there's a story where, uh, you know, they have to kiss a frog in order, and the frog becomes a prince, and et cetera, et cetera. And she's all like, Tiana's like, I would never kiss a frog. And Charlotte's like, oh, yeah, I'd, I'd do anything to become a princess. Like, of course I'd kiss a frog. And then it cuts to, you know, this wonderful scene um, where you see Tiana, she's cooking some up some gumbo. Her dad comes home, um, you know, She's this wonderful cook. They feed the whole neighborhood. She's learning these life lessons. And then flash forward to the future, she's still raising money to try to open up this restaurant, which was her father's dream. Um, and she's working, you know, two jobs, triple shifts as a waitress. Uh, which makes sense that she's – actually, it wakes way more sense that she's a waitress because she's utilizing her, her cooking ability during her job because she's, uh, you know –
0: Yes. Yes. Preparing absolutely.
1: them beignets. I've actually. So I've been to New Orleans and I've had beignets from uh, it from the French Quarter, um, which are just French donuts, and they are very delicious. Uh, I must say so myself. But yeah. Oh, so yeah. So that's that's the setup of the movie. Then
0: I, that's kind of that's kind of the setup of the movie and there's like a lot of really interesting characters kind of sprinkled in a character that i absolutely love in this movie is there's an alligator who plays yes trumpet.
1: yes and you know what
0: uh, not ray louis his name's louis after or yeah. lewis and not a subtle and here's there, the thing
1: but... i for me it reminded me of a character that i absolutely love but i know that you don't love
0: Oh, from uh uh yeah. Dogs Go to Heaven. Yeah. He The Big Lip Alligator, yes. <laughs> he says a... I just remember thinking that, that hadn't like it had nothing to do with the rest of the story. And here's the thing, I was a kid, like as a kid, I shouldn't be able to be like, hmm, that doesn't really fit dramatically <laughs> in this movie.
1: Oh, I never thought that way when I watched the movie because I loved his song. I love that song, Let's Make Music Together. I will I will die on that hill, but
0: whereas I feel like the alligator has a bit more bearing hundred oh, percent,
1: and this time. like I, I will acknowledge the fact that he is a much, it's a much more streamlined plot. Um, I love All Dogs Go to Heaven. It's one of my favorite animated movies of all time. But that's not the movie we're talking about. How, Michael Leone Wooly, I think, is how you pronounce his name. Does such a good job uh, as the voice of um, Lewis the uh, the alligator and here's it's an interesting trope that actually is both in Disney and Don Bluth movies of having like the um the typically predator Animals the predatory character like a predatory animal who just is this big softy
0: yes and it's uh, you see it all the time you see it in like Baloo you see it in well, uh... to go.
1: The Don you Bluth. see it
0: in like land before time. Yeah, or even you more specifically,
1: Don Bluth. Um, an American Tale. Um, there's that big old cat, um, who doesn't eat mice. And there's all, and also to go oh, to the yeah. more Disney route, uh, Shark Tale. There's the shark that doesn't eat fish. Um,
0: a Shark Tale. Uh, isn't oh, oh, you're talking uh oh um, no, I'm, I'm talking
1: email. Shark Tale. I don't know if Shark Tale is a Disney movie or not. Anyway, Shark, shark Tale tail has a shark.
0: Shark, shark Tale is but shark tail does have bad. a
1: shark that doesn't eat fish. Um, and I'm, I'm not that's talking true. about if it's good or not. I'm just talking about how this is a continual trope in children's animated movies. Um, shark yes. Tale could have been good because it has a really cool cast. It
0: had a great cast. And that's like... And that's the interesting thing is like so many times you'll see like a like a, especially animated movies will be like that's a cool cast like I remember Over the Hedge I went to see because it had like a lot of cool people in it and then it was just the biggest <laughs> piece of shit And it was like oh they only they're depending on their cast to sell this movie whereas like some like Princess and the Frog I haven't heard of half of these people and I think that's where the strength is is like Uh, Yeah, we know Oprah Winfrey, we know John Goodman, but they aren't like... They're used properly in this movie. They aren't over. However,
1: here's an interesting little um, full circle moment for you there, Mr. Mark McHugh. Are you familiar with Jennifer Lewis? Jennifer Lewis plays Mama Odie and what I know her from is that she plays aunt helen in fresh prince of bel-air yeah she's one of the she's uh one of vivian's sisters in fresh prince of bel-air so you know another will smith connection there um yeah so that's the main thing i know her from which you know she's done tons of stuff since then as most of the Um, most of the non Will Smith cat you know the problem with something like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is that um basically everybody everybody looks like their careers suffered after something like that because they're being compared against Will Smith who is one of the biggest celebrities of our generation um
0: well he's probably like I remember you and I had this conversation years and years ago but like Will Smith is probably the most powerful person in Hollywood because he has connections in music he has connections in television oh, he totally. has connections in movies
1: um, yeah he's up there with like a Tom Cruise when it comes to like celebrity-ness um, to the point where it's actually starting to really uh, get in the way of some of his movie performances because you see him and you're like that's Will Smith <laughs> um
0: did you see him did you see him playing i have seen you know what, i have not seen movie. a
1: single one of the um like the like quote-unquote live action cartoon um disney remix
0: you know what a lot of people didn't like it i thought it was decent um it wouldn't pay wouldn't pay money so to you see did it. pay, pay money it on to see disney it. plus but <laughs> i mean i did but i didn't <laughs> Listen, I paid Disney Plus to watch the Simpsons okay, and then I okay. watched Aladdin. But uh, <laughs> they did get
1: your number. Uh they did you did add to their number of that. Um but yeah. I don't know. How did you think I I thought the casting of Will Smith in that movie was was a good idea because uh he he was less likely to do a Will I mean not a, he was less likely to do a Ron Williams impersonation as
0: and he didn't exactly. He did Will Smith doing the genie, and I thought that was where the strength, yeah. the strength of that. Character ooh, speaking was. of
1: celebrities, Emeril Lagazzi was also in this movie. Emerald Lagazzi, do you not Who? remember Emeril? Emerald was like come? so when we were like high school age. Emerald was probably one of one of if not the biggest, um, TV chefs. Um, his big thing is that he, when he was cooking, he would like throw stuff in the, in the frying pan and he'd go, bam.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I don't recognize the character, but I recognize caricatures. Yeah, he played played Marlon
1: the Gator. He He played one of the Gators. Um, and he's like an actual, like, he's an actual, like, I think he's actually Cajun. Um, so that was kind of that was kind of a fun little uh, little voice part. And remember, this movie came out in two thousand nine. He was still a very big celebrity at that time. He's less so. He's been surpassed by the likes of like, um, uh, Fieri and uh, and other people. Yeah,
0: and Gordon Ramsay. And I think that I think the biggest tragedy of this movie is that because it was like it became this movie was made it like a yeah. transition period for Disney. So this movie is often forgotten. Totally. For
1: um, unfairly very unfairly
0: and and unlike a lot of the movies disney was making at the time very unfair yeah
1: i've got them. a couple notes i just want to make sure i don't i don't uh, skip out on anything um let's see um it's not a disney movie okay. <laughs> until at least one parent is dead um yeah because the dad dies <laughs> <laughs> um oh there was this one line uh so the prince he's a huge fan of jazz music uh, and and his little assistant that's following him around, which is another kind of like Disney kind of thing with like one tall skinny guy one short fat guy, but he says oh
0: and the short yeah. fat guy is bumbling and, and he says oh dance with me fat man
1: <laughs> I, I don't know why but that line <laughs> uh, was worthy of me writing it down, also I wrote down voodoo crop top because uh, the shadow man is wearing a crop top Two words keith david and
0: okay what was the what was the line that made you take it from a 10 to a 9 it's
1: kind of this recurring there's not recurring there's this whole i don't know if it's a b or a c plot but charlotte um big daddy's daughter really wants to become a princess and so she um so um just to kind of give a little bit of context even though it still doesn't make sense, <laughs> um, so like the the shadow man, he turns the real prince into a frog, and his bumbling assistant gets this gets turned. So he looks like the prince, and then he's gonna marry Charlotte, whose father is rich, and then the shadow man is going to get all his money so he can buy new Orleans and get all these souls. So he can pay back his debts to those who are on the other side, those who are giving him his magic, because he's not actually magic. He's more of a facilitator. Um, Dr. Facile. Um, that's his name in the movie. Not, it's not actually the shadow man, but so we see all this and Charlotte, she just really wants to become a princess. She kisses the frog. He, he, doesn't turn into a prince etc cetera, etc cetera. she realizes there's true love and she lets you know she lovingly allows her friend to be happy and then at the very very end of the movie like this is literally the last line in the movie
0: oh god yeah I know what with you're a, talking about she's
1: dancing with an Do you have a brother? Old. and she's all like how old are you um and she's like, um, "Oh, I, I'll I'll wait. I've waited this long.
0: I've waited this like, long." Is the line?
1: So she's she's telling an eight year old that she's gonna wait like ten years, and then she's gonna bang him. Um, like
0: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I guess. Like, it's such a minor issue. It's such a minor like no no nitpick, mark. This is but, not, like, yeah, this is not yeah, a it's minor.
1: A, it's one of this those a a weird that thing that has out. happened for so long, where like um like this is a trope that's not a Disney trope. This is just a cinema trope, where like older women and young boys is seen as like cute. Like you remember seeing that like uh, movie Blank Check? Um, there's like a. There's a 13-year-old who goes on a date with, like, a 20-something-year-old, and she's all like, give me a call in five years. Um, It's also how the ending of the movie Big happens. When she realizes the person she slept with is a child, she's like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) like, oh, like, maybe later on. But you know what? The way you can tell that it's creepy is that take any of these situations and reverse the genders. Like, if it's, it's like, a 20-something-year-old man dancing with an eight-year-old girl and he's all like how old are you eight years old it goes like well i've waited so long already so i can wait a little longer um yeah super creepy super creepy yeah it's kind of creepy no does it ruin the movie for me no but it, it does prevent it from being like the perfect child's movie because <laughs> it is
0: uh, the one thing I didn't, the one thing that I also didn't buy, like separate from the potential <laughs> pedophilia plot line, there is I didn't buy the whole like the fire oh, yeah. has a boner for the star thing, like that. That didn't do anything for me. And so at the very end, when like he dies and then there's another star in the sky, nothing. Yeah, I feel like, nothing for that.
1: That's just like.
0: It's like a C. Plot. It's a like a plot. And it doesn't it's do much Pretty.
1: It's just like it's Disney, you know, it's it's Disney. Like that's like probably the most Disney of it all. Um yeah. because they could like you know.
0: I feel like that was the trade off to have something as dark as the Shadow Man in this. They needed to have like this extra shit. Yeah, um
1: Evangeline. Line in there.
0: So it's like okay,
1: I'll He's take in love that with Evangeline, and he,
0: there's a nice
1: song where he sings to her. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. I like the song is sweet, but like the whole plot line doesn't like as a as a story. No, because it's it not didn't do it's much not for the me. The
1: story also also what it it did was it allowed it gave something for the Tiana character to lash out at when she loses all hope uh, because because she's all like it's nothing but a star yeah. um which is you know like what else what else is she going to get mad at like you need you need that like that moment in like the 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 top of the the end of that act like the right before everybody's like everybody gets their what's coming to them both good and bad like uh you need that beat like the whole um the the protagonist saying something mean to the sidekick it, like is name a Disney movie where that doesn't happen?
0: Um, I can't think of a time when Belle said anything. But she abandons the Beast. The <laughs> candlestick. She does, but but you know what? I'm Team <laughs> Belle on that one. What the fu- Like
1: I'm not saying that it's always. <laughs> she didn't abandon him. She escaped. I'm not saying it's always unjustified. All, all and you know I'm going to bring this point up because we're never going to do uh, Beauty and the Beast. Um, and it's a point that's been made before, but I need to make it again because no one talks about this enough, and people should never mention Beauty and the Beast without mentioning the point that the movie is about a ten-year-old boy being punished for not allowing a stranger into his house.
0: <laughs> like you do
1: because he's like,
0: not only him, but like everybody who is like working for him was like, Okay, you're a clock now. He's like, I was just fun- <laughs> also, I, I just remember sitting um, here, man. I
1: think it was Daniel O'Brien from um, the previous, the previous uh, Lee Alive, um, cracked.com. Um, observe that there's that one scene where you see like all like the torn apart furniture <laughs> you're like were those were those live <laughs> are, are those people that the beast are those that. servants That's of the creepy. beast just killed while angry <laughs> <laughs> but yeah this I'm I'm so glad we watched this movie Mark um John Goodman john goodman's delightful in it he's just like little side character just this is wonderful side character he's uh he's just he's just everything you come to love from southern john goodman um which is its own category of john goodman itself
0: we could do a sub <laughs> we could do like a spin-off podcast oh, about just he- his southern characters I-
1: i can't think of any other uh like regionality that he he does he's like just normal john goodman or he's southern john goodman can you think of any other accents
0: he's never been like he's never because been,
1: like, like he's in a couple john movies goodman. um where he plays american agents um which is another thing he's like often like just american john goodman like uh like he's in um, Atomic Bond, yeah. where he's like the um, like the CIA agent. He's also in this movie that I'm really looking forward to watch because I, I enjoyed the book um, called Mother Night, where he plays the American agent. Um, yeah, he's uh, he's either American or Southern. Um, yeah, but I mean, which like specifically, all, which so- which like he's American. either generically American or specifically Southern. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I don't know where Dan O'Connor is yeah. supposed to be from. I I, it's, I, I need to brush up on my Roseanne trivia.
0: For I some mean, reason, I want to say Minnesota. Like, the, I get a real I Minnesota actually, vibe.
1: Wherever that, that show is set is probably where he's from, because I don't think any of those characters left their hometown. Yeah.
0: No, that's, yeah. that's fair, yes. All right. Any, um, any final thoughts on watch Princess it?
1: If the you pod? haven't watched this movie, watch it. Is it on Disney Plus?
0: Absolutely, watch this movie. Like if you're, especially if you're like, especially if you're like an animation Disney fan, and you've never gotten also, around is to also is it on so Disney Plus?
1: Because it. it's also on American Netflix, which I it is on. It's not on Disney Plus. So I have a VPN. I so I this. set my um. I set my Netflix to American Netflix and it's on there. I imagine, which means it'd probably be off Netflix, but yeah. Um, like it's, yeah. Once again, any, anybody who's listening to this, who still has Disney plus, um, yeah. Give it a watch when it comes because, uh, this movie deserves attention because they haven't made a movie like this since, um,
0: I haven't made a movie this good. Like I liked Frozen, I liked uh, I liked Wreck It Ralph, I liked Big Hero Six, but like I don't. think What about that Coco? Any
1: of them Where would you range Coco against this? Then. Oh um, yeah.
0: Well, Coco's a Pixar. That's like Pixar. See, for me, Disney they all
1: just jumble in my head these these uh, animation studios that aren't um, Studio Ghibli or um, Don Bluth because I'm that person
0: okay and i'm the other person that's like yeah oh, that's i'm disney that's a Pixar. i'm pretentious
1: a in works. a very unknowledgeable way
0: <laughs> and as far <laughs> but as far as like hierarchy goes like, it's that it's like pixar and then disney and then, like, yeah. if we're talking about people making movies now, and then DreamWorks <laughs> sometimes can cut it, and then after that is, like, fuck it, project, like, the Illumination Studios I'm going to say,
1: though, like I am legitimately excited for the upcoming Studio Ghibli film. Um, it's, I, I it's, do feel um, like Studio Ghibli. Um I always forget how to pronounce his name because I always mostly see it, but the guy who directed every single Studio Ghibli film that people have actually heard about um, is is making another movie, and he had retired, but yeah. he's coming back. And they've been making it for like three or four years straight so far. And and yeah, it's just like oh, that sounds 40 fantastic. or 60 animators like they've just been working. And I'm looking forward to it because I think his movies are utterly Utterly beautiful. I need to look up his name.
0: I think. Yeah. I think. I think Studio Ghibli movies in general—they're they're painting. Like any frame yes. of those um, movies, you could hang um,
1: is a Miyazaki. Painting. Mi- Miyazaki. Miyazaki has a new movie coming out. So yeah. So he is my favorite animation director. Um, I'm living the life of of um, Kiki's Delivery Service. If she wasn't. A witch, but was a um, had a master's degree. But I am living above a bakery <laughs> anyway,
0: <laughs> and below <laughs> their bowling alley.
1: Nice one. Um, next week, we're gonna watch an awful movie for your entertainment love the coopers what otherwise is, known as christmas with the coopers which is a christmas ensemble film uh with john goodman playing um Diane keaton's husband which is i think the only positive thing that we're gonna get from it
0: uh, yeah I, you know what diane keaton's uh, in it so that yeah i mean like no diane keaton hasn't be.
1: attached herself to stuff that doesn't age well at all um <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, I think that the two of them will have great chemistry together because they are—they're both just wonderful um, at being, you know, charming. And they're—they're they're the two parent. They're the two main parents, and they want to have a, this perfect yes. Christmas. And of course, if two white protagonists want to have a perfect Christmas, uh, all sorts of shenanigans are going to happen. But then everything's going to work out well. Um, Because imagine a Christmas movie where they're like, these two people, they wanted to have the perfect Christmas, and then one of them hung themselves.
0: (laughs) You know what? I've watched that movie. In fact, I hope that's what happens.
1: But yeah, uh, join us next week on Christmas Day. If you are alone on Christmas, um, a lot of us are, uh, because uh, you shouldn't be traveling or visiting people on Christmas Day. Um, I'm going to be alone on Christmas, and... uh, you can listen to my voice. I'm happy. Yeah, because those I'm are the people Christmas in your household. Stay with the people in fun. your household. Um, nobody else. Uh, because next yes. next year, uh next year's Christmas yes, is gonna be, be better. Uh if we all remember that this pandemic thing and illnesses in general don't take holidays off. Um yeah. So um, Merry Christmas. See you exactly. next week. Fuck the police.
0: And fuck sure. the police. Fuck the police.